Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...of the evening. She watched the young people with eager interest. She was to be a great deal to these young people. She must try to understand them, to win them. She wanted to be a help, a comfort, a guide. She had wonderful plans and aims. She blessed Flossie in her heart for this opportunity to study her lesson before it should be time to practice it. That same Flossie afforded her help in another direction. There was no hiding the hold that she had gotten, not only on these young men of her class, but those of their friends that they had brought within her influence. There was no disguising the fact that among the young ladies she was a favorite, one whom they liked to have among them, whom they liked to please. How had she done it all? I can never be a Flossie, Marion said to herself, an amused smile hovering around her lips meanwhile, at the thought that she should have a shadow of desire to become their little Flossie. But it is worth while to steal her secret of success, if I can, and practice it. Close watching revealed a good deal of the secret, as much of it at least as could be put into words. Evidently the little lady had the power of making other people's interests her own for the time being, of impressing the one with whom she came in contact with a sense of his own importance in her eyes. At least she was interested in what he said and did, and in what interested him. She could enter into the minute details of a matter which did not concern her in the least, with such apparent interest and desire to know all that was to be known about it, that one could hardly help the feeling that certainly the subject was worthy of attention. Then her face spoke for her. It could cloud in an instant in sympathy with any sort of trouble or anxiety, and sparkle with happy smiles in the very next second over some bit of brightness that was mentioned. She is a blessed little hypocrite, and that is the whole of it, was Marion's mental comment. That sort of hypocrisy is worth studying. It is as natural to Flossie as that lovely pink on her cheek. But I am afraid I should have to acquire it. I don't feel interested in other people's affairs. Now that is a fact. Why should she? In the first place, I know it is natural for her to like to please people. That is the beginning of it. She has that advantage over me, for she was always so, and I always wasn't so. But she has something else. She did not care once to please such as those rough boys of hers. At least they were rough when she started the refining process. How she had worked for them. I never realized it so much as tonight. It is just this. She has sanctified her power of pleasing, and put it to a grand use in fishing for souls. Meantime, I have some degree of power of that kind, though it doesn't show in the same way but I am not sure I have thought of it with a view to using it for such work. Also, I dare say one can cultivate an interest in other people if they try. I mean to try. I know one way in which I can please people, I can sing. Whereupon she immediately sought Ruth and proposed music, 
herself going after Rich Johnson to come and sing tenor, and bidding him bring a friend to sing bass. Then such music as they had that evening was certainly never heard at a party at Mr. Shipley's house before. The music room was a little bower of a spot at the left of the parlors. It was not only the music room, but the flower room. At least there were vines and plants and blooming flowers in the windows, festooning the curtains, hanging from lovely wire baskets, a profusion everywhere. Thither went Ruth, Marion, and the two young men who went in silence from very astonishment over this new invitation. In silence and embarrassment, believing in their hearts that they could not sing at all. As for Marion, she knew better. She had stood near them in Sunday school. Ruth swept the piano clear of all sheet music, and substituted the Bliss and Sankey gospel hymns, and Marion passed a book to each, naming a page, and instantly her full, grand voice joined Ruth's music. Very faint were the tenor and bass accompaniments, but as the first verse closed and they entered upon the second, the melody had gotten possession of their hearts, and they let out their voices without knowing it, so that when the piece was ended, Marion turned with a bright face and said, I haven't enjoyed a song so much in years. What a splendid tenor you sing, Mr. Johnson. To herself she said, There, I'm improving. I honestly think that. But twenty-four hours ago I should have kept it to myself. It isn't hypocrisy after all. It is sincerity. Another and another piece was tried, the music room meantime filling, for Flossie had brought in her train others of the boys and at last, as the last verse of Hold the Fort rang out, Marion turned from the piano to discover that utmost silence prevailed in the rooms where chatter had been before, and every available place in and about the music room was filled with hushed listeners, while those who could not get in sat or stood outside in silence and rapt attention. Such music as that at a party they had never heard before. You and I are a success, I think, Marion said brightly, as she linked her hand in Ruth's arm when they left the piano. We are doing our duty beautifully. Are you complimenting yourself because you are afraid no one will perform that office? Ruth asked, laughing. No, I am doing it because I have begun to be sincere. I've made a discovery tonight. Ruth, it is you and I who are hypocritical in refusing to say what we think about people, when it would sound real nicely, and would doubtless make them feel pleasanter and happier. Meantime, Ruth had her lesson also that she had been learning. What a trial parties had always been to her! How haughtily she had stood aloof, enduring with annoyed heart, and oftentimes with curling lip, silliness that she could not avoid, listening to conversations and joining in monosyllables when obliged to do so, that drove her to the very verge of patience, not once imagining that there was any help for her, any hope of stemming the current, or in any way changing the accepted course of things. She was learning. Several times during the evening it had been her fortune to stand near Evan Roberts and join in the conversation which he was carrying on. Each time she was amazed and thrilled to see with what consummate skill and tact he turned the current of thought towards the vital question of personal religion. Always with an easy familiarity of expression that made one feel and realize that to him it was a matter of course, 
and as natural to be talked about as the sunshine or the moonlight. Wondering over this peculiarity of his, once as they talked together she referred to it. I can conceive of parties being less of a trial to you than to many of us, because of the ability you have of turning the conversation to some account. He smiled brightly. They are not, he said. I have often looked forward to an evening gathering with eager interest and thankfulness, because of the opportunity for meeting some there whom I could not catch elsewhere, and saying a word for my master. But, Miss Erskine, you speak of ability. I simply use my tongue on that subject as on any other worthy of thought. But don't you think it requires a peculiar amount of tact to be able to bring in such subjects in a manner calculated to do any good? He shook his head. I should say, rather, it required a sincere heart and an earnest desire to interest a soul. We depend too much on tact and too little on God's spirit. Open thy mouth and I will fill it, is a promise that applies to more places than a prayer meeting, I think. What we need most to overcome is the idea that there is anything wicked in talking about religion in an everyday tone, as we talk about other topics of absorbing interest. There are different ways of going to parties, Ruth said to herself in a musing tone as she turned from him, and she wondered if she could ever get to feel that she might even go to a party occasionally with the glory of God in view. This started a train of thought that made her turn suddenly back to Mr. Roberts with a question. That doctrine wouldn't lead you to be a constant frequenter of parties, would it? He shook his head. By no means, and there are parties, many of them, which, as a Christian man, I could not attend at all. We must guard against a temptation to do evil that good may come. End of chapter 27 Recording by Tricia G. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.